0: show i'm your host josh raymer joined in the virtual so check tonight by one of our very own it is jeff palmazal aka
1: Boobam. jeff how are you my friend fantastic fantastic i can't believe we're already into week 14. crazy week 14 is here it is the last
0: week of the regular season fantasy playoffs are on the line jeff and so it is time to buckle down and nail these waiver claims and that is what we are here to help the good folks do we had the second coming of the bipocalypse this past week thankfully that's over but we've got injuries mounting we've got teams looking to the future we've got shaq leonard signing in philadelphia so things are happening jeff as always in the nfl and so what we're going to do tonight is we're going to give the folks some waiver targets at dl Linebacker and DB along with some players. They can look to drop when making these claims. So what do you say? We jump into it? Let's do it. All right Let's start on the defensive line and let's go to the New York Jets first and talk about Jermaine Johnson 60% of snaps in week 13 19 points rostered in just 26.2% of leagues Kobe Turner Rookie for the Los Angeles Rams, 52% of snaps in week 13, 16.75 points Uh, rostered in just 12.5% of leagues. And then finally, uh, Marquise Haynes Sr., not junior, senior Carolina Panthers, 68% of snaps, 18.3 points uh, rostered in just 6.3% of leagues. So we're stair stepping down in terms of roster ship here. And then honorable mention, we talked about these guys last week, but if they weren't picked up in your leagues, Andrew Van Ginkle is that replacement for Jalen Phillips. We saw an outrageous game from him in week 13 29.3 points, 5 tackles, uh an INT for a touchdown, 87% of snaps. He is going to be really solid for you the rest of the way. And then also Samson Ebukam now. Disclaimer, as a Colts fan, this was a extremely profitable matchup against the Tennessee Titans offensive line and a rookie quarterback in Will Levis, but Ebukam uh, did go for 24.2 points on 59% of snaps. So just a couple of targets we mentioned last week, if those guys hadn't haven't gotten scooped up yet. From this list, Jeff, who do you want to talk about?
1: Well, I've been all in on Jermaine Johnson all season long. He was one of my preseason like favorite, my targets to go after. He hit kind of a lull in the season about week 9, 10, 11. He kind of had like a a slow one. So some maybe impatient managers kind of dropped him, and he might still be available. So Jermaine Johnson gets a great matchup in week 16 versus the Washington Commanders and Sack Howell. Um, He's going to definitely for sure get at least a sack or two there. And then he gets Cleveland in week 17 and if Flacco is still a quarterback, he's kind of a statue back there. So he's definitely going to get some great runs. So if, if you're a a manager and Jermaine Johnson is available, he is like my number one priority this week. If he's available on the, on the D line front.
0: I agree. The matchups are juicy for Jermaine Johnson. He's getting a healthy amount of snaps. Um, We've seen some nice games from him this season, some nice output. So that's the thing, like Jeff mentioned, you want to be looking towards that playoff schedule. We have enough data at this point in the season. It's not like it's week two or three where it's still relatively fresh. We know what these teams are, who these quarterbacks and offensive lines are. Uh, look at John Macri's uh, points allowed, tackles allowed charts that he puts out on Twitter. If you're looking for good matchups for D line linebackers and safeties, uh, look at the, you know, uh, points allowed the uh pff pass blocking grades for these defensive linemen right so there's a lot of data and that data is pretty well set so we can trust that looking forward even if it maybe does change a little bit here over the next few weeks so that's a great call jeff i have jermaine johnson in my main dynasty league and love having him he's one of my favorite favorite players i have rostered i actually want to call out kobe turner because He is actually one of the highest scoring rookie IDPs this season. Him and Byron Young both are top 10 for IDP rookies this year by big three scoring. Um, Again, only rostered in 12.5% of leagues. He was DL number 14 on the week in week 13. Multiple sacks and back to back weeks, double digit scoring games in three of the last four. This Rams team is playing well, they're winning. Byron Young and Kobe Turner both get to play alongside Aaron Donald. That's some pretty nice company to have on the defensive line. Uh, Byron Young would be my choice if he's out there, but more than likely he is rostered in your league. So look at Kobe Turner potentially if you missed out on getting Byron Young. What do you think about that one,
1: Jeff? I I love the call, and especially in defensive tackle required leagues, I think Turner gets a bump because he's been playing a lot of snaps in the interior. And like you mentioned too, playing alongside Aaron Donald, he's going to soak up a lot of double and triple teams. And that's going to leave Turner with a lot of one-on-one matchups that he's obviously been very effective at this season. He's right now leading the, the Rams with most tackles by an interior lineman with 28. He's tied with the team for lead with sacks with Aaron Donald with seven. So like, like you said, to, to be a rookie and to be playing this well, he dropped in week one and it was like, there's no, you just put them to the fire here you go, kid. Good luck.
0: Yeah. So. They didn't have a choice. It was him and Byron young. Both this defense was decimated. This rookie class had to step up for the Rams and it has. Um, so yeah, I like, I think both those calls, uh, if those guys are out there, those could be priority waiver targets for you. Uh, Jeff, let's move to the drop candidates though, because when you're making waiver claims, most of us have to drop someone in order to make room. So, um, Jason King brought this up a couple weeks ago with defensive line and linebacker. Try to drop a cornerback or safety rather than going, you know, tit for tat, D-line for D-line. But if you do have to drop a D-lineman, Jeff Jordan Davis, Philadelphia Eagles, 53% of snaps in week 13, 6.3 points, rostered in 31% of leagues. But he has no sacks since week 7 he's missed two tackles on sunday and the snap share hasn't been more than 70% in any game this season there are better options at defensive tackle so he's a drop candidate as well as cameron jordan big name in idp 29% of snaps in week 13 4.25 points two tackles uh rostered in 38% of leagues no sacks since week 9 Playing more than 70% of snaps all season until this past weekend. Just not getting it done. Two double-digit games all year, weeks one and nine. You have Carl Granderson opposite him having a monster tackle season. So, Jeff, let's say that you have these waiver options out there on your wire. You've got these guys on your roster, Jordan Davis, Cam Jordan. You dropping either of those guys to make some of these pickups?
1: I am. I don't think that there's a – I think the the talent pool is deep enough where you – you just can't hope on guys anymore. And Cameron Jordan, I think he's more name at this point than he is player. Like you mentioned, Josh, he's got um, no big sack weeks. He hasn't had a, week, a sack since week nine. He's been playing a ton of snaps. So it's not like he's been limited in what he's doing. He just hasn't been getting any, any, any stats. And Carl Granderson has been playing like a man possessed. He's been just racking up tackles week in and week out, getting pressures and things like that. So um, Cam Jordan, he's, probably my my first one and then jordan davis i just think he's again this that whole philadelphia eagles defense is just insane on a defensive line unit and they're just rotating rotating and it's not so much that he's a a bad player he's just in a, a very crowded talented room where he's not going to get the run where he would if he was in a, a less talented team and so i just think he's a a victim of circumstance in some regards yeah and this is we
0: should point out important caveat here these are redraft drops these are not dynasty drops uh you may i mean cameron jordan's old you may not feel bad about dropping him in a dynasty league but someone like jordan davis there could be brighter days ahead but i think jalen carter's probably the defensive tackle you want from the philadelphia eagles long term i don't know what it is you got against guys named jordan though jeff putting uh both jordan davis and cameron jordan on this list
1: uh so maybe some feel free to drop jordan cameron too if you if you're still rostering him so
0: If he's still hanging out, you know, our RSO league famously, I think, has Brett Favre still in the player pool. So you never know. Some of these league platforms, they don't clean up the bottom of the list when these guys retire. So, yeah, if you're still holding on uh, to him as well, cut him loose. I think you can do better. Um, So let's move to linebackers, though. Everyone's favorite position, Jeff. And uh, we've got a lot of great candidates because, unfortunately, there were some injuries uh, this past week. And so let's talk through some potential replacements starting in Tampa Bay with J.J. Russell, 98% of snaps, 16.5 points rostered in 4.9% of leagues. Michael Walker, Pittsburgh Steelers, 96% of snaps, 13.8 points rostered in 8.3% of leagues. Devin Bush, Seattle Seahawks, 65% of snaps. I think Macri had 92% for Devin Bush after Jordan Brooks went out. Uh, five points rostered basically, I mean, in a, in a, basically nowhere uh, because it was Bobby Wagner and Jordan Brooks. Devin Bush was getting no run until now. Uh, Neffy Sewell, New Orleans Saints filling in for Pete Warner, 72% of snaps, 13.3 points rostered in 3.8% of leagues. And then Josh Woods, 98% of snaps, 14.3 points rostered in 9.9% of leagues lot of very stinky but startable names there jeff who do you want to call out from this list
1: yeah unfortunately i just think that's the the timing of our season we've been and i know that every year we suffered through injuries and things like that but this year it just seems to be a lot of big names at really inopportune times and uh i think the the pittsburgh steelers have been i think hit the hardest especially at the linebacker position um when doing the weekly waiver wire article it seems like every week there's a new cincinnati Bengals secondary player and then a pittsburgh's dealer linebacker you know landon roberts was the name and then he got hurt then that gave michael walker a chance to get a little bit of run so he's going to be my target this week he played an outstanding amount of snaps he had 10 tackles he's graded out very poorly in pff which i think though is an advantage to managers because offensive coordinators are probably going to target that um over the last uh, three weeks he's given up uh Two receptions in week eleven. He gave up four receptions in week twelve, and then he gave up six receptions in week thirteen. So I think as an offensive coordinator, you're looking at that that position is decimated on the on the Steelers. That might be an area to target, especially you know obviously he played Trey McBride this week, so he was just unworldly from the tight end position. But I think that might be an option kind of going forward. Like if I'm an offensive coordinator, I'm going to target their weakest spot, and as an IDP manager, that might be a position to kind of also target. So.
0: Yeah. It's sort of like the Ricky cornerback rule, right? That this player is going to be seeing a lot of action. Um, these are all sort of like, uh, contingency injury replacement type of guys, Jeff, because a lot of these guys are filling in for players who aren't necessarily out for the season. So I think a lot of this is going to depend on what do we see from practice reports this week? What do we see from injury reports? How are these guys trending? Um, I think the, the biggest guy in this. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just say I think the one that sticks out the most to me is probably Devin Bush, um, because Jordan Brooks had a major injury. He was coming back from to start the season, made a miraculous recovery. Started week one, has played a healthy snap share all year, despite you know my belief that he wouldn't be playing till after Halloween. Um, so. And despite the fact he washed out in Pittsburgh, he is still a name brand, unlike a lot of the guys on this list. So who, do you, who were you going to say, Jeff, is probably the safest option of this group?
1: I kind of like Josh Woods um, just because with the injury to Kaiser Walker or Kaiser White, he's not going to come back the season. They Just like Pittsburgh, they can't really sit Walker at this point because they have no one else to turn to. Um, we don't know the extent of Landon Roberts' injury, where if his groin is going to be a one-week, two week thing, you know, if that's going to shut him down, but Josh Woods literally has no one knocking on his door. Again, he's, his grades are about as red as the Arizona Cardinals jerseys are. So again, if you're into that mindset of the the, the offensive coordinators attacking the weakest spot on their team, you know, the Cardinals have a pretty decent secondary. They have a very up and coming defensive line. If I'm an offensive coordinator, I want to attack that, that middle second tier of their defense. And Josh Woods had 11 tackles this last week. Against Pittsburgh, So that's if you're in a tackle heavy league, he's not going to give you the splash plays. But, you know, 11 tackles, if you get a, a point or two for a tackle and an assist, that's a that's a great week for a, a waiver wire guy who's available. in you know, a majority of leagues at this point, the vast majority. And
0: I think this is one of those things where we're just going to have to. AC who's out there. I can't really rank these guys right now, Jeff, because I don't know the severity of the injuries for the guys that these players are replacing. You mentioned Josh Woods, probably the safest, Uh, probably also the least sexy to me. Like, um, like, I think I'd rather chase like JJ Russell's upside in that Tampa Bay linebacking room. Um, or maybe go after Devin Bush filling in for Jordan Brooks, who's been very relevant at times this season alongside Bobby Wagner and that Seahawks defense. But again, Jordan Brooks could be back and then Devin Bush is useless. Um, Now, what is interesting about Tampa Bay's situation is that we have three linebackers ahead of JJ Russell who are injured. So you could look at that one of two ways that, um, you know, if all those guys come back, we'll never see JJ Russell again. He will have a one week blip and that will be it. Um, But there's also a chance that Devin white doesn't come back. Levante David doesn't come back. This team is not going to make the playoffs. So do they take their time getting Devin white and Levante David back on the field? Uh, If it's Sevasia Dennis manages to come back, it's probably him and JJ Russell uh, with white and KJ Britt. Yeah. KJ Britt as well. So Yeah, that's I think if you want the safety and security, like Jeff mentioned, Josh Woods is probably the play. Um, And then however you feel about these situations, um, maybe a good rule of thumb would be look at Macri's charts and see like who has the most primo matchup coming up and then prioritize it that way. But this is one of those situations, folks, you're just going to have to stay on your toes. Because, again, we need to see what the entry reports and the practice reports look like for these guys coming out of this week of practice. Um, so anything else to add there on the linebacker ads, Jeff?
1: I know it sounds like you know I must have like shares of Josh Woods everywhere, but he does have a buy coming up, so he's going to be very unappealing to a manager. They're not going like, to want to roster him. But following his Week 14 buy fa- during the fantasy playoffs, he gets San Francisco, Chicago, and Philadelphia. So... Some very solid matchups, you know, and if you're starting three or four, two linebackers and two flex, I think you're going to be hard pressed to find someone who's going to be a better option for you going forward during the fantasy playoff. So.
0: There you go let's talk about some drop candidates and let's start in houston christian harris denzel perryman um there's just a really yucky timeshare behind blake cashman right now uh, you could throw henry toe To'o in this mix Corey littleton if you're in like a you know 60 team league or something insane um so just not a lot of clarity behind blake cashman This week in particular was weird because all three guys who played all had six tackles. I don't think that's going to happen every week. Uh, I still feel confident in Cashman, but I think Christian Harris and Denzel Perryman should be on the chopping block. And then returning to New Orleans, Demario Davis, 100% of snaps, just 4.8 points in week 13, rostered in almost 50% of leagues, but no sacks since week 10, playing 100% of the snaps. It's his 11th season. He is 34 years old. Uh, he's just been super inconsistent. He's hard to trust. Six double digit weeks, six single digit weeks. So we talk about hot and cold players. DeMario Davis literally fits that definition to a T. How do you feel about maybe dropping some of these guys if these other waiver targets are out there, Jeff?
1: Well, when you mentioned Houston, too, like when you have three guys, you don't have anybody. It's kind of like that rule. Like it, you can kind of just sub in you know any week it could be a Christian Harris week it could be a Denzel Perryman week like you mentioned Henry Tuatua Tua. and the only guy that you can kind of really trust there is Cashman and you know he it took him an injury and a suspension to become relevant so like how long is his leash too you know is he is he the future of that position there and then you throw in Corey Littleton who is still still there too so it's it's just kind of a hot mess like you mentioned and of them Cashman is the only guy you can really trust on a consistent basis um like we said this is a redraft drop uh, i would kind of hold on to christian harris long term i think he is you know he has the draft capital he's got that alabama pedigree he's you know, long term i think he's the answer there um demario davis you know he's he's had his run he's he's done an amazing job as probably one of the most outstanding idp linebackers he's probably on the mount rushmore of linebackers next to bobby wags and stuff like that but i think it's time to send him out to pasture and I would have no problem dropping him especially in these playoffs. You you worked hard all season to get to the playoffs. You don't want to have a, a Denzel Perryman or a, a DeMario Davis cold week of four points, you know, make you lose your make you lose your chance for a championship.
0: Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like this week maybe more than others because there's no slam dunk, right? There's not a guy taking over for someone who popped an ACL, blew out an Achilles. We know this player is not coming back. I wouldn't mind to hold on to someone like a demario davis just because he is getting 100 percent of snaps um now he's not been consistent but he has had boom games so mike willard put it very well that he has massive fomo when it comes to dropping linebackers and i don't disagree um and i i am hard pressed to want to drop a guy that's getting 100 percent of snaps um that said uh it's not always the hundred percent of snap guys that are the ones producing for idp So I might hold on to any hundred percent of snaps linebackers. I have this week still go out and make your waiver claims, but then see how the injury reports shake out. And if some of these guys we mentioned above are going to be the starters going into week 14, I would probably look to start them over someone like a Demario Davis. Like if a JJ Russell is back out there, if a Devin Bush is back out there, um, if in Pittsburgh, you're looking at um, Michael Walker being back out there, um, those are the kind of guys. It's like, am I really gonna roll out of Michael Walker? Yeah, we're at that time of the season where you might just have to do that, Jeff.
1: Yeah, and I think like what you said too, like with JJ Russell. You know, last week when you recorded the show, he was still on the practice squad, and it took you know a Devin White, uh, David Levante or Levante David injury, you know service Dennis and then a KJ Britt like on a yeah. Saturday for him to become relevant you know so this is the time of year you really have to be aware and following the news and uh, just kind of keeping up to dates you know especially if you want to finish out the season strong
0: if you want a little cheat code a little shortcut make sure you're checking out banged up with Lee Andrews every Saturday he goes through all the relevant injuries for offense and defense So you're going to hear about all these guys that these linebackers are replacing, what their outlook is from the Friday practice reports. And uh, from there, you should feel confident to maybe make some last-minute waiver claims, make your final start-sit decisions. And then if you still have questions, pop in on Sunday and talk to uh, Jake and Jeff, and they'll get you straight on those start-sit decisions. Um, Jeff, let's move to DB targets. Um, some interesting names on this list for sure. <laughs> and let's go back to Los Angeles and talk about John Johnson. The third hundred percent of snaps, 22.4 points in week 13 rostered just 7.5% of leagues, uh, Ambry Thomas, San Francisco, 49ers, 92% of snaps, 16.5 points, uh, rostered in just 5.4% of leagues, Houston, Texans, Jimmy Ward, 95% of snaps, 16 points in week 13 game ending interception rostered in 10.5% of leagues. And then Corey Ballantyne, Green Bay Packers, 100% of snaps, 11.25 points in week 13, rostered in just
1: 3.5% of leagues. So Jeff, the floor is yours. Who do you want to call out from this list? I feel like Doc Brown and we're getting into DeLorean and we're going in the time machine. We're going to travel back to 2018 when John Johnson was uh, leading the the secondary in tackles for, for IDP. Um, he had 118 tackles that season. It was a second year in Los Angeles as a rookie. It was like, it, this was, this was going to be it. And then kind of the wheels fell off for him. And he kind of staggered around in LA for a couple more seasons. And he went to Cleveland for a couple. And then now he's back in LA and he hasn't done anything like literally anything until after the bye week. And then all of a sudden he started gaining some steam. He played 71% of snaps. Then he played 83% of snaps last week was a hundred percent of snaps. And not only did his snap share start to increase, but his tackle floor started to increase as well. So he's kind of one of those options. Like, you know, we got a lot of depleted secondary pieces as well as linebackers. Uh, He's a a solid flex flex option kind of going forward as well. Looking at kind of those kind of pieces as well.
0: Yeah. Just remember who was playing safety for the Los Angeles Rams when they won the Super Bowl? It was Eric Weddle coming out of retirement, playing? I don't know a handful of games uh, down the stretch and getting a Super Bowl ring. So this is a move uh, that Sean McVay, the Los Angeles Rams, uh, are accustomed to making. Now John Johnson, not as old or washed up as Eric Weddle was at that point, but. I think there's something to be said for looking at McVay's track record of plugging in veteran DBs late in the season. I think this Rams team really is pushing for a playoff spot. So they're going to keep doing what's working. And right now having John Johnson back there at the back end of the defense is working. So that's probably my top priority ad for this week. Jeff, is there anyone you would put above John Johnson at this point from this list?
1: I really like Jimmy Ward too of Houston. I think, Demario or Demarco Ryan's really likes a veteran presence out there. That's a really young defense filled with a lot of young players. Um, You know, obviously they got Will Anderson, they got Stingley Jr. I mean, they're a very young team, and I think they want someone out there with some veteran leadership. And Ward has finally gotten healthy after a hamstring. He's been sat out three or four games, and now he's out there. You know, he came back right back, six tackles in the game, ending in INT. I just think that that's the kind of kind of player that. Ryan's wants out there and I think that he's gonna kind of be a hundred percent snap guy going forward as well for them
0: Yeah, he was my next guy. I wanted to call out there So I would probably put John Johnson the third. Let's talk. Let's toss it back to 2018 Put him first on the waiver priority ad and then Jimmy Ward second Uh, And then if you're in cornerback required leagues, Corey Ballantyne has been a nice option Johnny's talked about him a lot on the cornerback corner episodes Um, And then you mentioned Ambry Thomas as well. San Francisco 49ers. Uh, He does get Seattle, Arizona, Baltimore the next three weeks. Uh, He's played more than 80% of snaps in four straight games with DBs. Johnny always says 100% of snaps or nothing. I mean, you're just going for volume because this is the position where we have so many options at our disposal. We have most of the time two safeties per team most of the time three cornerbacks per team so you're looking at over 150 options across the nfl with 32 teams so there's no reason to settle for someone playing you know especially less than like 90 percent of snaps jeff
1: yeah and like you mentioned too earlier this is the position where this is where you turn your roster over you know instead of dropping a demario davis type player this is where you drop one of these like secondary players a corner and then if they're on the waiver and someone else picks them up, so be it. There's going to be, like you said, 99 other players to choose from that are probably going to be as good as, if not better, than the guy that you just dropped to save your 100% snap linebacker. So,
0: Yeah, let's talk about some drop candidates. Jonathan Owens, Green Bay Packers, 100% of snaps, just 6.3 points. Rostered in 31.8% of leagues. Don't tell Simone Biles that we are putting her husband up for nomination as a drop candidate. Massive few weeks when the team was hit with injuries, now, healthy, the team is going back to the pre week seven role that he had. Not great matchups the next two weeks versus the Giants and Bucks. We also want to call out Deshaun Elliott, Dolphins, 94% of snaps, 6.3 points in week 13, rostered in 37.8% of leagues. Despite playing 80% of snaps or more, just one double digit game since week three, the game script should allow him to score better, even with Javon Holland out still unable to fill the stat column. Now, Jeff. We had Jonathan Owens on this list as an ad very recently. I want to say like one or two weeks ago. Now he's on the drop list. What is going on here?
1: Well, Kyle B can attest to it too. And I think he even talked about it last week when everyone finally got healthy is Owens going to be that guy that goes back to his role. And if you, if you check out his snap count and you check out his stats between weeks one and seven, they, they were literally waiver wire material. He wasn't getting a lot of run. He wasn't playing in a lot of high, high intensity snap positions. And then all of a sudden, the linebackers got decimated. Quay Walker missed games. Devante Campbell missed games. They had Rudy Ford was injured. Savage was injured. And literally, he was the last man standing in that secondary. And for three or four weeks, he was he was this year's Jack Sanborn. He was like the guy. And then all of a sudden, now we're falling. You know, guys are getting healthy. Quay Walker's back. in an amazing game last night versus Kansas City. Um, Rudy Ford had a great game Savage is coming back and then all of sudden now we see Owen sliding kind of back to his role that he Played previous so You know these are kind of those positions that you kind of have To be in tune to the, not only the stat Sheet but also what everyone else on the roster Is doing and how they're doing and getting healthy And I just think he's a victim of You know he had his good Four week run and Until injuries pop up again I think he's going to be Kind of relegated to that you know he's still Playing a, a ton of snaps but you know he only Had five tackles versus the 11 or 12 that he had on thanksgiving with that touchdown and stuff like that so
0: yeah you have to bust yeah you have to pay attention to what these injury replacement guys because if the player they're replacing gets healthy and comes back good chance these guys lose their job and you may not know about it or hear about it because you're just cruising along you got yourself a db one or two and then all of a sudden the trap door opens and that player drops down in terms of snap count and production so Pay attention to who is getting healthy. Don't get complacent this time of year. Make sure you're tuning in to who is coming back that had previously been out and how it might affect those injury replacements that you have rostered. So Jeff, you do an amazing job for us every week writing the waiver article Monday nights. As far as I know, first to market the We give the free subscribers the DL and DB targets and save the linebackers for our paid subscribers. So jeff if you uh people want to check out your work they can do that over at the idp show.com i want to get you out of here on this all the names we've talked about tonight who is the one player that you are prioritizing
1: adding this week in your leagues i think it has to be jermaine johnson um he plays at a, a premium position Playing on a defense that's just playing lights out. Like if their offense didn't show up, I think they could probably win a few games. I think their offense is like giving up more points than they're they're getting. And he's just playing phenomenal. He's it right now in the league. He's eighth in sacks. He's a top twenty guy in sacks with eight. He's a top twenty five guy in hurries with twenty eight. He's a top twenty four at the position in tackles. So I think he's just an elite ascending player. And if you can get him on your roster, especially in dynasty, he's he's going to be a fantastic ad, not only this year for a great playoff run, but for, for many years to come. So.
0: Yeah. I remember who that line could be losing next season in New York. It could very well be Jermaine Johnson and this year's first round pick will McDonald. So that is the correct answer. Jermaine Johnson is the guy that you should be prioritizing. Defensive line is just so hard to nail down. So if you get a guy like Johnson who is available in a lot of leagues go check your wire see if he's out there and spend some fab on this guy but thank you jeff again for coming on this episode thank you all for tuning in like we said the idp we get the waiver article out to you monday night it's out right now they could hit the uh, airwaves about 6 30 p.m central time this week and jeff's going to continue doing amazing work for us all throughout your fantasy playoffs so check that out we will be back next week talking week 15 waivers the playoffs will be here and we will be locked in helping you make those waiver claims and those drops to get that lineup ready to win a championship so for jeff this is josh we will see you all next week in the meantime enjoy the football take care